oh my gosh what is up you guys what is up you guys how are you guys doing oops i got a notification let me turn that off i'm sorry i didn't know that was that loud um but <sighs> it's been so long thank you guys for tuning into the everyday ma podcast i am your host cortez murray thank you for tuning in oh my gosh it's been so long since i said that it's been like a whole what has it been like a month month and a half that's crazy Ugh, i'm sorry i'm sorry but today we are going to be talking about something pretty important when it comes to mental health right you can already guess by the title of the episode we are going to be discussing depression and anxiety or you can say the diagnosis major depression disorder mdd or generalized anxiety disorder gad which is what i'm going to be referring to it as throughout the duration of the episode mdd and gad um because yeah i don't want to keep saying the full diagnosis over and over again but yeah uh, and why are we going over this today we're going over it for the simple fact that it is august of 2021 and there's a lot of people covid vaccines out right we've been dealing with covid for a good year and a half two years now it seems like uh, it's crazy it's crazy yeah so just by that alone you can see that it's put a lot you know of stresses on people's lives and uh, you with that being said you're going to see an influx of patients who are coming into the office you know with these you know diagnoses you know so diagnoses i should say but though mdd and gad are different diagnoses diagnoses they do share some of the same characteristic characteristics i can't and even symptom complexes. Give me one second, guys. I need to take a drink of this water. That was delicious. So I have water in a mason jar. <laughs> it has, it's like half frozen. You know, that's like the best water ever. And it's I think it's so cool because it's in a mason jar. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um... Yeah, what was I at? I got to get back to where I was at. Okay, but yes, yes, I remember. So we're primarily going to be talking about the similarities that both of these share, right? And also for the medical assistants who are currently practicing as well, I'm going to go through some medications that will help manage both of these conditions so that basically we can all be better at getting to know our medications. So let's start with depression first or MDD. How do you spot depression in your loved one or relatives? So let's start by saying this. Sometimes it's not easy as you might think. Depression can be characterized as the persistent feeling of sadness or hopelessness, and that can lead to a range of behavioral and sometimes physical symptoms as well. Um, these may include changes in like your sleep, uh, loss of appetite, decreased energy level, uh, low self-esteem, and lastly, it can be associated with thoughts of even suicide. But just because you may experience one of these doesn't technically mean that you're depressed or that you have MDD. Um, so it's best to consult with your physician if you feel like you have experienced these or know someone who might be experiencing these things. Yeah. So. A couple of things you can do to help a loved one who might suffer from MDD is number one, 
first of all, be a compassionate listener, right? This is always better than giving advice unless your friend or loved one asked for the advice, you know? So think about that. Think about that. Um, I'll give you an example. There's sometimes when patients come into the office, right? You think someone's going to be coming in for this, say one month follow-up hypertension, right? You want to see how the medication's going. You get the patient in the room, collect vital signs. You're getting a chit-chat with them. You know, you like the patient. Of course you like the, like the patient. And they start talking to you about other things, right? And you're busy. That schedule is jam-packed. You're waiting on that. That provider's waiting on you to come out, you know? What are you going to do in that moment? And this is where the empathy that you know we talked about and stressed about so much in school therapeutic communication this is where these moments actually shine right so with that being said sometimes you got to take that time to just sit and listen to them right listen to your patients because they confide in you and you know and they trust you to give the best care possible and relay the important information that they're giving you to you you know their provider right and they appreciate that a lot so Yes, be a compassionate listener. This is always better than giving advice, right? The second thing you can do is pay attention to them and point out in a non-judgmental and caring way that you notice something is different about them, right? And ask if there's anything that you can help with. Sometimes they might turn you down and say, oh, you know, it's nothing. But at least they know that you care and that might open up another opportunity later for you to help them. You know, so think about that. Also, on the flip side, they might even open up to you right, and tell you what's going on. And in that moment you guys are sharing, you can offer them a listening ear, which is great because you want to be there for your friends or your loved ones in those type of moments. And lastly, if you've tried both of these and you potentially might be trying to help a more serious case of depression, reach out to a trusted adult and or family member to see what are your options to help a friend in their particular situation. There are multiple anonymous programs that might be beneficial as well if a trusted family member isn't an option. So remember, you guys, if you see something, say something. And it's also important to remember that suicide is a permanent fix to a temporary problem. So ponder on that a little bit. But now that we've talked about MDD in that portion of the episode, let's move on over to the GAD and or generalized anxiety disorder, right? So let's talk about it a little bit. So what does anxiety look like or how can you spot it in a loved one or relative? The answer to this actually isn't always so black and white. Um, Anxiety can present itself in many ways, like feeling nervous, having increased heart rate, trembling, having sudden GI problems, um, difficulty worrying, hyperventilating, and just many more, right? So at what point do you talk to your doctor if you believe you have a case of anxiety? So let's name a few. A few scenarios, right? So scenario number one. If you feel like you're worrying too much and it's interfering with your work, relationships, and other parts of life, then that might be a case in which you might want to consider talking to your doctor. As well, we're going to go through a few more, right? Number two, if you find it difficult to control or manage your worrying and fear. Number three, if you feel depressed, having trouble with alcohol or drug use, or have other mental health concerns along with the anxiety. Number four, when your anxiety is possibly linked to a physical health problem, that happens actually pretty often. Um, And number five, 
If you have suicidal thoughts or behaviors, this is definitely an emerging case, right? So you might want to talk to somebody pretty soon. Um, so lastly, before we close it out, let's go over some ways to manage both of these conditions, right? There are many ways to manage it um, and or treat anxiety and depression. But since this is a podcast based on my experiences as an MA, I'll mention some of the medications I've seen used to manage both MDD and GAD at times, right? These include the drug class selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, right? Or you can say SSRIs for short, such as uh, citalopram, otherwise called Celexa, S- I'm sorry, I always do this one, Escitalopram, um, otherwise known as Lexapro, Fluoxetine, Prozac, Luvox, uh, Paroxetine, Paxil, and Sertraline, aka Zoloft, right? So these medications work to help increase the serotonin levels in the brain. And what is serotonin, right? So serotonin is a hormone that helps stabilizes our mood, right? And this hormone affects your whole body. So you can imagine if this hormone affects your whole body and it's messing with the levels in the brain, you can understand why people are having some of the symptoms in which they are having. So these definitely aren't all the medications used to manage both of these diagnoses, but these were just a few. And before we close it out, I just wanted to give a couple of honorable mentions. And these are going to go to mayoclinic.org and hormone.org. Because as you guys know, a lot of effort goes into making these podcasts and sometimes not all the information is right up top. So sometimes I know exactly what I want to say, but uh, I forgot something. So let me check it out. Right. And that's where great websites like these come into play. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Everyday MA. And oh, yes, last thing, if you guys have any suggestions on topics you want to hear, feel free to reach out. I'm always open for more ideas when it comes to relevant content. So it has been a pleasure, you guys. I am your host, Cortez Murray, and thank you once again for tuning into the Everyday MA podcast. I will see you guys very soon. Peace out.